All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 402 of the First of Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about George Southern Atlanta Falcons football. And today, we're going to talk about Dean Pease, defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he had a pretty, you know, fiery press conference from what I heard. I mean, I haven't listened to it yet. I, I, I think I heard a part of a clip. But before I even got to listening to that clip, I stopped because I said, you know what? From what I'm reading... I want to give a real reaction because I started to listen to it. I stopped and then I saw it on Twitter, what, what was actually said. And I was like, nah, I want to hear it from his mouth myself, but I want to give you guys a real reaction as I listen to it for basically like the first time. So this uh, episode is going to be based on around that. And what does this mean uh, for the defense in general? Uh, I want to give you my thoughts and opinions on that. Also, if this is your first time here, welcome. We are 400 episodes in, going on to the next 400. This is the first and frame rate show. We, like I said, we talk about George Southern Atlanta Falcons football. I am on YouTube and Rumble. I also can be found on the podcast avenues, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google. So if you want to listen to the podcast on those avenues, feel free. It is all um, there for you to listen to. And uh, I thank everybody who has been listening. I, I appreciate you guys for your support. And uh, we're just going to keep moving right along. Let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, Dean Pease, defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, ha did not have much to really work with last season with it being the first time they're there. Um, I looked at some statistics, you know, a while back. We were pretty much at the bottom half or maybe like the bottom third or in some cases the actual bottom of the league. And when it comes to defense, I think we gave up almost um, 360 yards per game. It's pretty abysmal when you look at things like that. Now in year two, you've seen a lot of transactions that have been made, a lot of guys that are coming in that want to play for the Atlanta Falcons, and you have not only just a head coach, but you have a defensive coordinator that wants to change that culture. And with that being said, I've heard Dean Pease talk about how passionate he is about the defense and what he wants to do. And apparently he made another uh, reference to that in this recent press conference that he had. And we're going to go through this. I'm going to break it down because it looks like based on this video, I see it's like 10 and a half, almost 11 minutes long. So I'm going to listen to it and give you my reactions as we go. So I'm going to put my headphones on. And if you're listening to this or watching, or if you listen to this on the podcast avenue, I actually are going to have the actual, uh, I'm going to actually have the the video up as I uh, respond to it. So we're going to get into this and I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Good. I like our competitiveness. I like the way we're playing, practicing hard, fast. I'm uh, learning the system. We've got a lot in in four days. We've thrown a lot at them. Today was a brand new, everything was new today. Coverage, everything we did today was new. So for the first day, I thought, you know, certainly some mistakes, things to coach off of, but they did it hard, they did it fast, and, and very competitive. So got no complaints. All right, with that right there, in the beginning, you know, before everything goes, based on the soundbite that I, we, you know, want to reference to that I saw on Twitter, um, Basically, from what he hears, like he's doing things differently. They said they do a new coverage, new scheme, and all this other new stuff. So, remember the episode I did when he said only sixty percent of the defense was actually ran through the playbook. Now they're doing something different. Maybe the other forty percent started to be implemented early. So, 
that's pretty cool to see so far. So, and right now he said he liked what he saw. You know, there's going to be some mess ups and that's in, you know, all 32 teams are going to go through that during training camp. So it is what it is with that. So um, let's go ahead and continue to what he's talking about. I would say that too. Yeah. And, and then sometimes you're going to get in a few scuffles when stuff starts getting competitive, but that's what you want. You don't want guys sitting back and being passive. It's football. It's a tough ass sport. And so you want guys that are going to compete and get, and what you want is guys that kind of get their burr up a little bit when you get beat, you know, you don't want somebody like, oh, okay, I got beat and then come back. You want the guy to come back and fight. And that's, I don't want a fist fight, but I just, you want the guys to come back and that's what you're looking for and compete. Don't take it. Don't we, you know, we talked about it before and talked about it a little bit last spring and defense, especially. We're changing a culture around this day going place. Okay. okay. It's not going to be okay. mediocre. It's not going to be average. It's not going to be in the bottom half of the league like it's been 15 out of the last 20 years. I'm going to stop right there. See, he's already saying that he's not, he doesn't want the, uh, the defense to be in the bottom half of the league, 15 out of 20 years. I, as much as I've been following the Falcons, you know, I don't really, I'm not really into the statistics per se. I just like to see what I what I want to see on the field and I want results. But, you know, our defense has not been like the best. I mean, I mean, that's the truth. But for 15 out of the last, or 15, 20 years, we've been in the bottom half. Something has to change. And Dean Pease wanted to make that change. And he says that, the culture is going to change, and he's trying to make that happen. Sick of that crap. We got to take charge, and it ain't going to be anybody else to do it but us. Okay? I'm tired of everybody telling us how bad we are. After a while, you start believing it. Just like you tell you, you never tell your children and stuff like, hey, you guys, you don't, you, you get mad at a teacher that says, you know, telling some kid he's stupid, right? You don't ever tell somebody that because pretty soon they start believing it. Guys around here on defense sometimes believe. Hey, 15th is okay or whatever. I've been in the top 10 one time out of the last 20 years. That bullshit's over. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting fired up today, but I'm tired of this crap. We're going to change the culture of the defense around this freaking place. All right, I'm going to stop right there. He's right. He's right. You don't tell anybody, you know, that they're, you know, they're bad at whatever they do, and, and, and the more they hear about it, they stop believing it. I totally believe Even the professionals, I don't care what anybody say. If you're a professional uh player whatever the case may be and this is one thing i don't like about uh like the media in some cases they especially the local media sometimes they beat up on their team so bad and they think oh they're professionals they don't they're, they're not supposed to listen to us but trust and believe they do they in some cases they believe that the media is an arm or an extension of the fans and if the fans think they're bad they're not going to perform at the highest level there takes a special breed to really ignore all of the stuff that's been heard that are that are that's coming their way negative and still succeed. That's why you see some guys cream that cream rise to the top because of the fact that they're just that good because they can ignore all of that. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're human at the end of the day. These guys are human. They're they're gonna listen to it. And if we don't have their back, nobody will. Especially the local media. It's bad enough. I don't like to hear about stuff from the media that's outside of the local area. So but I, I said this before. the 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 media in Atlanta is almost is is negative Nancy than any other sports media I've seen in any other country. Now I know there's other places like Philly and and you know you have other like New York that that are just 
you know, they they just expect a, a lot better. So they're going to be rough. But some of us are just, some of us are just rough just because they're just so used to being bad. And with the new coaching change and, and things that are actually being implemented, year two of these guys are coming in. They're finally putting their footprint on things. And with that being said, they're going to be able to actually implement what they want. And Dean Pease is telling you this is what he wants. This is what he wants out of his players. This is why they're bringing certain players in, guys that he's familiar with and guys that are just outright better than what we had before. You know, so it, it, it's just something to really think about when it comes to that. People are going to start talking about Atlanta defense like they did at Baltimore, like they did at New England. Oh, okay. Same shit around here. <laughs> Baltimore and, and New England, I know you was a part of that organization and you 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 helped put that together, but that's a tall task. And I'm not saying that it can't be done, but that's a tall task. How do you do that? I mean, how do I do it, Mike? Think about it. Think about it. That's called competing. That's what you do. You get after him. You want other guys to get after other guys, too. It comes, it's a hell of a lot more if it comes from another player than it does from a coach. Coaches are always correcting us. We're just basically negative guys at heart. Right. But when another player gets on you and says, you ain't doing your job, our standard here is we're, you're one of 11 people. You just do your job and the other 10 do their job. Usually things are going to work out pretty good. I'm going to stop right there. That is absolutely right. First of all, Players, great players are in most places, especially in football, great players are extension of coaches' ideas and ideology. And if they're able to go out there and be the coach on the field, you're going to get accountability and good, better play out of everyone else. He's exactly right. Some the one of the guys, whoever it was, asked, How do you do that? It's not necessarily on Dean Pease to go out and physically do that. He has to implement a mentality in certain players so they can get other guys to step up. In other words, Grady Jarrett is on the defensive line. If he can implement that in Grady Jarrett, all the other guys on the defensive line is going to step up. And on the defensive line, if Deion Jones or Rashawn, I would like to use Rashawn Evans more because he's more familiar with Rashawn Evans. If, if Rashawn Evans can be that guy to get all the other linebackers to get in line, then that's an extension of coach's philosophy. On the secondary, if A.J. Terrell is that guy that could be able to step up, and take what Dean Pease is putting out there, or everyone else is going to be falling in line as an extension of what's on the field because the coaches on the sideline, the coaches are in the booth. They only could tell you but so much. But if you can find one or two players that can implement that philosophy, it's going to resonate in all 11 players, like he just said. I mean, it's, 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 if you understand what how coaching goes, it goes just like that. We need players that are taking charge, and they are. That's what I like about this young group, is these guys are starting to take charge out there and get after each other a little bit and not accept it. And the only way you're going to do it is compete hard, compete hard. And the other thing you're going to do is when somebody doesn't do it, you take them out and you put somebody else in. Damn right. I agree with that. If, I don't care how talented you are. If you are super talented, you're like the best player on the team, if you're not stepping up to the plate and make things happen with all your talent, Somebody else is going to take your place. That's not just in football. That's in every aspect of work. It's called competition. Okay? Too many times around here, everything's based on salaries. I'm talking about it here. I'm talking about in the NFL. Based on a guy makes a lot of money. I don't give, hey, I don't have anything to do with salary cap as a defensive coordinator. All I know is the best 11 guys are going to go out there on the field. 
and the best 11 guys that are hungry and want to play. And if one of those guys making a lot of money, tough. Get the hell out. I've done it before. Okay, I took a starter out at, New or at Baltimore and put a back up in, and he played the rest of the year. Did I not just say that? I just said that. Like, look, I don't care how well you are. You you could be a study. If you're not stepping up to the plate and doing what you can do, especially with all that talent, all the money you're making, I'm going to take you out and put somebody in who is hungry enough that wants to play. There's nothing wrong with that. And the starter never got back in. I don't really care. Okay, last year we didn't know. I didn't know a hell of a lot about this team. I know a lot more about it right now. And that's how we're going to play defense around here. Nice. You said something yesterday about, you know, talking to the team about the iPhone and all the predictions, the wrong predictions about the iPhone. You guys have made a point to address your team with this stuff as well, to tell them to not listen to that stuff. So did you feel like they were hearing it? Did you feel like those... Yeah, that's been Arthur's message in the team meeting most of the time has been that kind of stuff. And it really it pertains to both sides of the ball, whatever. You can't, you know... All I can say is what I'd like to do is see writers that make predictions. If you're wrong, you get fired. No, no, I don't think laughs. Coaches, coaches get fired when all of a sudden you don't win. So why, why should you guys be off the hook if your percentage is less than 50 percent? So I think, I think that, that would. Personally, this is why I don't like to make predictions. I, it's not a fact about me not being wrong. I don't like making predictions because. I just don't know. Now, when it comes to Georgia Southern, that's a different story. I still think we're going eight and four, but that's another story of another day. Be what I would really like to see going forward. I would like to see that putting. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the, the bottom line is, is that look, we can't control what everybody else says about us. What you got to do is you got to believe in yourself. I've been there before. Okay, not many times with New England and Baltimore and stuff, but I've been there before, and I've seen it. And what you got to do, and, and you know what it does? It takes the right people. You want to really talk about it, you really want the truth, it takes the right players to do it. You got to take guys that won't take it. I will not tolerate this. I won't take it. And if you can't, you got to find those players. Those are the kind of guys. There's, there's so many times, and I hate to always kind of give you some past history and stuff. This is about, I already know where he's about to go with this, and this is going to be good. You got, Like I said, you got to have players that's going to be an extension of the coach that do not want to lose or do not want to be out of place on the field, who do not want to be in a position where to make the defense look bad. You got to have those players. The coaches can't do it all. You just can't bring a good coach in and just let things happen. A good coach is going to make other players be good. That's just how it goes. But there's so many times I've never if, if a coach has to raise his voice to get guys jacked up on defense we ain't good enough right it ain't about us giving a pep talk Bill Belichick never gives a pep talk for the game nothing nothing and he used to always say if it takes that before a game to get you ready I'm going to get you ready during the week you ought to be ready come Sunday okay? right he give pep talks right Saban doesn't give really pep talks the guys I've worked for Okay, it's, it's players that got to get ready, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change the culture, trying to bring players in here that got that kind of attitude. Whether they're the fastest guys or not, I think we're a lot faster than we were a year ago. Whether that's it's all based on that, it isn't based on that. It's based on being a football player. Okay, we get too caught. Some guys get too caught up in height, weight, speed, vertical, all this kind of stuff. I'm going to stop him right there real quick. He's exactly right. First of all, like I said, a good coach, you just can't bring them in and just let it happen. A good coach is going to get these other guys in here 
in 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 the guys that he want on his team. Like I said, he wanted the Rashad Evans. You know what I'm saying? Casey Hayward. I'm pretty sure he wanted Casey Hayward as well. You know, all these other guys that are coming in, he wanted those or Lorenzo Carter. I'm pretty sure he had an he had a saying everything that that came in here, everybody who came in that want that he won on his defense. Arnold Ebiquette, I'm pretty sure that he wanted that guy to be drafted. T Troy Anderson was another guy. These are guys that he wanted. So when he bring those guys come in and they're going to be, you know, the extension of what his philosophy is, those are the guys that you bring in. You don't need to tell them or pep talk them or hype them up. They're already bona fide football players that's going to be that guy regardless. Long arms, all that stuff. I had James Harrison in college. Nobody wanted his ass. Why? 5'11", short arms. Pretty good career. What do you think? Yeah. You know? You know why? Because he was a nasty, tough football player that loved to play. Right. That's what you have. That's what we got to have here, and that's how we change it. You change it with players and attitude. I wonder if I need to continue going with this. We're already six minutes in, and I, I think I got the point across on this. I, you know, this, this clip goes on for another four and a half minutes. And I, I don't I really don't need to uh go any further with that because I mean we're already, you know, a little bit around the time where I usually close out the podcast. But you kind of get an idea of what's going on there with Dean Pease. Fired up Dean Pease has exactly the attitude that the Falcons need. And he can't do it by himself. Arthur Smith can't do it by himself. To be honest with you, when Matt Ryan was here, he tried his best, but he couldn't do it by himself. You got to have guys, at least two players, and, and, and I'm, I'm just saying, you need at least two players on both sides of the ball and maybe one person on the special teams that can only be an extension of the coach. It's going to be an extension of the philosophy that they're putting out there. It's not about just, hey, I need to execute what they say. It's like, look, I need to execute what they say, and I need to have the vision to see what everybody else is doing so I can tell them, like you said, guys is not going to take it. Hey, I'm going to get on my teammate because he's not doing the right thing. I need you to do this, this, and this. And some teammates not going to, uh, going to be receptive to that, but the great teams have those type of players. The great teams have those type of players. And I'm going to be honest with you, 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 you want to know something? And I don't know how y'all going to take this, but y'all want to know something? The Falcons that went to the Super Bowl, that won, that, that lost to the Patriots, the 28-3 game, we did not have that type of player. We did not have those players. You have to understand, that year we had, what, one, probably like six or seven guys that was their first or second year on the team. We didn't have those type of players on defense to say, hey, this stops now when the Patriots is coming back. All, basically, all they needed was one stop at some time. At some time in the fourth quarter, all they needed was one stop, and they did not have a player to stop the bleeding or to step up and get into other guys' faces on defense to say, hey, this ends now. We didn't have that one player that was an extension of the coach's philosophy. Now, I'm not saying nothing about nothing really hyped up about uh, Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn did everything that he was supposed to do defensively for that team to win, except for having a player that Dean Pease is talking about. Having one or two players on the team that Dean Pease is talking about, that they're not going to take it. We're up by 25. We're not about to have this happen. There was not one person on defense that was able to do that. And that's one of the main reasons why we lost that Super Bowl. Yeah, we could talk about Devontae Freeman. Yeah, okay. 
but we did not have anybody on defense to stop what was going on. Now, I expect the defense to be better this year. I expect the offense to be better. There's already rumblings to say that this team looks damn good in, in, in training camp. One thing I don't see, I don't see a lot of people that are reporting negative stuff about going on in, in training camp. I will say that. There's nobody countering that argument, but there are some people that have blue check marks on Twitter that use and run with the Falcons name in some form of fashion, talking bad about what this man just said in his press conference. And this is go back to what I'm telling you. Some cases you can't even listen to some of the people that are in that are in the national news about the Falcons. Most cases, or I ain't gonna say most, but in some cases, that applies to the local media as well. I don't understand how anybody sit here with, you know, representing the Falcons and say this out third and constantly beat the Falcons over their head when clearly in this situation where they're going through a, a complete transition and you're not and they're not even trying to give them a chance. Now, do I think Dean Pete's going to have like a Baltimore or a, um, a what you call it, a New England Patriots style defense? Absolutely not. I'll be the first one to tell you that. And that's not just me being negative. I just, I mean, those defenses were amazing. I don't think that's going to happen here. But I think we're going to be formidable enough to be at least in the top 10. I want it to be in, a, in, in at least in the top 12 on defense. Pushing it maybe 15. I want to be at least in the top half of, in the league when it comes to defense. I think that's fair. But for him to say, you know, that's a tall task, like I said, can he do it with this philosophy? Yes. The players, that's another different story. Goes back to what I'm saying. You got to have the players to be extension of the coordinators and the coaches. It just has to be that way. If it doesn't happen, if it, that doesn't happen, you're just not going to get the results you want. But Dean Peace comes out of retirement to play, the, the coaches, the Falcons, and for what it's worth, if they were able to pull off seven wins with what they had last year, yes, the, the schedule is going to be tougher next, this year coming up. But I don't think that we're going to be losing games because we're a bad team. I think we're going to be losing games because we're playing against better competition. That's just my personal opinion, and that's why I'll stick with it. Well, as far as I have to say at the end of the day, Dean Peace, I'm not mad at you for saying what you said. I actually commend it. We need more of it, and hopefully the players will respond in kind. If you like this commentary, hit the like button and share this podcast. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I am on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. I'm also on the YouTube and Rumble talking about Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football. Georgia Southern is getting some really good recruits coming our way. And they're going to surprise a lot of people. But we're not talking about Georgia Southern right now. Atlanta training camp looking pretty good. Defensive coordinator is fired up and rightfully so. He's getting more of his players in here that want to play ball. I can't wait to see what they're going to try to do on the field. You guys have a great Monday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Give me some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Hopefully you guys enjoy your Monday. I'm going to get up out of here, get ready for Tuesday. Have another topic to talk about pertaining to Georgia Southern Atlanta Falcons football. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Y'all definitely be blessed. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.